So I guess, Trista, the Angels are not going to be uh, sellers after all at the deadline. They're seeing that playoff push, and they're saying, you know what? We're in. Let's go. And they're getting a bunch of rentals, too. That's what I can't wait to talk to Bob Nightingale about, who's going to be joining us shortly, is just they they got rid of a bunch of pitching uh, for veterans that really are just here for the rest of this season. So how should we feel about this team? But we know that they're all in for Shohei Otani. They do not want to lose him, which makes sense. He's probably the best player I've ever seen in baseball, maybe in any sport, just the most complete. Uh, but the Angels do not want to lose him for nothing, which makes perfect sense to me. I mean, listen, nobody wants to lose anybody for nothing, but they also want to make the playoffs. you got to make that decision one way or the other. We bring on Bob Nightingale now, USA Today, and let's start with the Mets here, teams that are now a seller, Bob, and they just traded Mark Canna. A bunch of names have already uh, been thrown around as well. Max Scherzer, obviously the big one on the move to the to Texas on top of that. Could, could there still be more moves on the horizon for the Mets before this is all done? Well, yeah, I still think they'll trade Verlander. And uh, they're trying to, and, uh, and I think they'll uh, they'll definitely trade Tommy Pham, you know, in the next uh, 24 hours. Then we'll see about the off season. I, I think uh, you know they'll they'll try to trade a bunch of guys, including Pete Alonso. I think a bunch of guys will be in the move because they're really not trying to win next year either. Wow, Bob, when did it become clear to Billy Epler and Stevie Cohen? that this team needed to aggressively tear the team down? I think a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's funny. It's like they, uh, they had the same record as the Cubs on July 17th. The Cubs, you know, had, uh, you know, played better. They had uh, went three more games than the Mets. And the Cubs' philosophy was, we're going to try to go for this thing. Where, you know, the Mets said, well, you know, Atlanta's going to win division. Uh, is it worth our, wild, our trouble for a wild card? And he said, no, we're not good enough. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody that, yeah, I'm sure they've had input from other people. I also think it's a telltale sign that David Stearns and the Brewers is going to be running the whole operation here in October. So when Stearns comes in, he wants a clean slate. I think he wants as many contracts off the books as possible. You know, we're seeing a lot of teams, Bob, around Major League Baseball that have these massive payrolls, and they're just not good. And then there's the other ones, like a team like the Rays, for example, that are really good, and they're not paying players a lot of money, which is a testament to their front office and their ability to identify young talent. Like, What, what does that just say about baseball as a whole? Is this just kind of like a situation where it's a perfect storm or where more teams maybe look at this and say, you know what, maybe it's less about big money, big contracts, and it's more about younger players and having talent in the front office that can find that type of talent. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly proven that money can't buy you a championship. I mean, it's been tried over and over again. I mean, how many years did George Steinberg do that uh, and it wasn't working? So in this case, Steve Cohen got a rude awakening in baseball you know, now he's throwing a lot of money around just to try to get prospects. I mean, they you know, gave the Texas Rangers $36.5 million, uh, you know, just for their third best prospect. Uh, I heard they're going to try to put over $50 million in a Justin Verlander deal. So, yeah, they're just trying to build up that farm system and kind of say, you know what, we tried the free agent route, it didn't work, so go this way. You know, it's been the uh, – we talk about you know, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, those three big teams – you know, none who may make the playoffs. Uh, that's a disaster for the Players Association because the Players Association wants you know these teams to spend as much money as possible. Almost like saying you spend, you win. 
well, there's there's about five uh, small market teams now that are going to make the playoffs. You you mentioned the Yankees. What do you make of them this season? Like, how have they? How, how it was very high expectations for what reason I don't know. And and what do you think they do? Do you think there's any chance they become sellers? No, I think they'll just stay pretty much pat. So they may make a small move just so the clubhouse are trying something. I mean, now at least you got you know Aaron Judge back. I just you know it's hard to see the Yankees ever selling. You know they did what about seven eight years ago when they sold uh, you know Chapman to the uh, Cubs, then got him back. So I think they still want to give this thing a chance uh, and see if they can you know sneak in. Yeah, you, know, you still got you know Garrett Cole who's sneaking the playoffs. You know, you like his chances for game one. You know, then you go from there. Talking to Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale, insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Let's look at the other side of things and some of the buyers that we have so far at the deadline. Up to this point, who has helped themselves the most in your eyes? Uh, certainly going to go to Texas Rangers. I mean, besides getting a Max Scherzer, you know, they got the uh, Jordan Montgomery, who's kind of a uh, you know great veteran pitcher and ALEs experience with the Yankees, uh, as well as the uh, reliever uh, Chris Stratton as well. And I don't think they're done. So I got to go Texas Rangers, and they spent over seven hundred million dollars in free agency the last two winters, and now they're going uh, you know all in on the trade market. Who do you think, uh, Bob, is the dark horse, horse to land Verlander? You mentioned that the Mets most likely will move him. And do you think that the Dodgers would make that move considering that he has that player option for 2025 and he's you know, 42, 43 years old at that point? Well, I think that's a, the sticking point with Houston, too, is that player option. He's going to start $35 million. But you know, Steve Cohen says, okay, if, he, uh, if that option vests, I'll cover half of it as long as you get better prospects. I put the Dodgers a little bit more in the driver's seat than the Astros just because they have better prospects to give up. Uh, I think the Astros would be a little more aggressive. So, and Verlander has already played in Houston. I would, th- you know, I would think you prefer L.A. too. You know, the Dodgers always win. Uh, so we'll see. I think it's those two teams. There could be, you know, some third team lurking. Uh, but those two teams have got to be the favorites. You mentioned the Dodgers. That was a team that was thrown around as a potential landing spot for Shohei Otani. We didn't really know where the Angels were going to go. And now we see that they're going to stick with him. They're buyers. They're going out and trying to make a push for the playoffs. You know, we understand at least what the rumors are. What type of money Shohei Otani can get in the open market. Is it smart for the Angels to go this route knowing that there's a maybe a good chance that he just doesn't resign there? One, because they can't afford it. Or two, he doesn't even want to be there. No, I think it's a yeah, uh, very smart move. I remember talking to the GM, Perry Manasian, and he said this all along. He said, you know, hey, don't even think twice about these reports. We're not trading them. Uh, nobody wants to believe them, uh, believe us. Uh, Arnie Marino on Cooperstown last weekend, we're not trading them. And their thing is, you know, besides he makes a franchise a lot of money, I mean, who wants to throw away, you know, $20, 25000000 million uh, these last couple of months? That they do want to resign him, and the only way to resign him is by keeping him in uh, in Bidley's competitive, or at least trying to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I think they got a better chance than anybody. If they're just in the uh, you know in a division race here or a wild card race, I think they have a chance. I mean, just like Mike Trout, it's a very comfortable place to play. He's kind of a home buddy. You know, when he was in New York about a month ago, the players said. Uh, 
you know, I'm not the player. The reporters ask, hey, you want to, uh, what do you think about New York City? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I just take the team bus to stay in, the team bus back. You know, he never goes out. So I, I think it's smart what they're doing, particularly since they want to sign this guy. So by listening to what you said there, it sounds like you don't rule the Angels out totally as being able to re-sign him then. I don't. I mean, he's never made any comment that he's unhappy there. The only thing he says is, I want to win. And that's it. I think me people you know, misinterpret that. You know, it's like when they uh, – uh, in Seattle in the All-Star game and he says he likes Seattle and all of a sudden all the people in Seattle think oh he's coming to Seattle well they've only made the playoffs once in 21 years so you know, why would they go to Seattle uh, no I think the Angels have a much better I'm not saying the Angels are the favorite I still think the Dodgers are the favorite but I think the Angels have a much better uh, chance of selling them than people think Bob what do you think the Orioles do because they've been rumored to be very aggressive before the deadline you know, and they've got a record. Michael has got a record saying we'll make a modest improvement, but nothing big. I think they should go bigger than he wants. You know, he's, you know, he used to be from the Astros organization, so he's following that same exact blueprint where he's, you know, got the entire team. You lose uh, 108 games one year, 110, then 115. But just like the Astros, you know, they didn't do it through the farm system. They kind of added, you know, some pieces here and there, some free agents. And I think that's what Baltimore wants to do. I think they'll be much more aggressive a year from now. But tell you what, I mean, you know, they got as good a chance as anybody to get to the World Series with the way they're playing. The Orioles have a one and a half game lead over the Rays right now in the AL East. Who do you think is going to win that division? I still think the Rays. Only you know they got off a magnificent start. Look, that they're going to you know win that thing by fifteen or twenty games the way they're playing. And that being said, they've only played you know, about five hundred baseball since. Orioles have been red hot. I think at some point, uh, you know, the race things turn. You know, they you know they got a pitcher today from uh, Cleveland, so uh, you know, Savali. So he's going to help. Uh, I just think at some point they start playing better baseball and win the division. But you know the, that the Orioles will probably get the top wild card spot. White Sox have already dealt a bunch of players. What five? Gilito, Lopez, Lynn. Joe Kelly, are they going to trade Dylan Cease, Bob? No, they want to win next year. Uh, so I know people want Cease, they want Luis Robert. But, you know, the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, is 87 years old. Uh, he didn't want to do the rebuild in the first place. And the last thing he wants to do is, okay, we'll trade Dylan Cease, and now we won't have a competitive team until I'm in my 90s. Uh, so, no, I, I'd be shocked if they trade Dylan Cease. And they're just not going to get enough for him. You know, I'm sitting here, and you, you look at uh, these standings, and there's so much talk about the Dodgers, and, and I get it. Like, the Dodgers are a polarizing team and, you know, that whole division. But behind all this, you got the Braves with 67 wins who look like the best team in baseball. And for some reason, and maybe it's different, you know, with people that cover baseball on a daily basis like you. So maybe you hear different things than, than us, Bob. But it feels to me like the Braves just don't get enough credit for how good they are. I, I think this team looks better than the one that wor won the World Series recently. Uh, where are you on this Braves team, and are they the best team in baseball? No, no, I agree. They're certainly the best team in baseball, and uh, they just do things right. They do things quietly. It reminds you of the, you know, the, uh, those teams in, uh, in the 90s when they won 14 straight division titles. I think sometimes because they, their, their pitching staff will get lit up time to time. You know, they're not shutting you down night night after night after night like Max Molson Glavin used to. But still, you know, a great team. And I, I bet they'll come up with something during this trade deadline here. 
they'll make some moves just to strengthen the bench or strengthen the bullpen, you know, knowing they had the division one, but making the moves just for, uh, you know, make sure they get into the World Series. But you're right. I, I think they don't get enough credit because they're not flashy or anything else. They just win. Bob, the Cincinnati Reds have taken us by storm. We have bet on them to win the NL Central. They are yes. back on, on top overs by a half a game. Uh, what is the upside for this Reds team? Tremendous upside. Uh, I'll be interesting what they do here to trade that line. I don't think they'll do much. I think small, just because, you know, it, it, they're, they're, gonna, they're a surprise to anybody that they're in this position. They thought they were a year away, if not two years away. Uh, and certainly after losing, the, you know, 100 games last year, got off to a rough start. And then, you know, just taken off ever since Andy La Cruz got called up. So I still think they're a year away, so I don't think they'll do anything, you know, crazy here. I think a year from now, they'll be aggressive. But, yeah, there's no reason in the world when this team won't be good, you know, for the next, you know, six, seven, eight years. Uh, you know, tremendous team. Got about 90 seconds or so here. Uh, I'm looking at the Central on the American side of things, which is, it's rough to look at. I mean, you got the Twins a game over 500. They got a half game lead on the Guardians right now there, and then you're down to the Tigers, 12 games under 500. It's just, it's an ugly division. Is this more of the Twins or the Guardians division to win? And can either one of those teams essentially do, uh, make any noise in the playoffs? I think the Twins could. The Twins remind me of the Guardians a year ago. They got the great young pitching. And they scared the Yankees to death last year. You know, should have actually beat the young Yankees. Uh, I think, you know, Guardians kind of gave up today uh, by trading Sabali for the power-hitting first baseman. You know, that's not going to be ready until sometime probably second half of next year. Uh, you know, they need pitching. Their pitching has been so battered. But they said, you know what, we can't pass up this opportunity. So I'm not saying the Guardians wave the white flag. But they certainly did the, uh, the Twins a big favor by trading Sabali. Bob Nightingale, really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you, Bob. Take care. And that was Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You know, Trista, to think about where the Reds were a year ago to where they are now is just absolutely astonishing with all that young talent they have there. If you told someone that the Reds would be leading their division and the Mets would be in the middle of a <laughs> fire sale, a straight liquidation, by the way, Jake Bowers, Homer, uh, off of glass now right now, so gross, uh, in the middle of a full-scale liquidation. I mean, it's everything must go. He said Pete Alonzo. I almost fell out of my chair. I, I, I mean, the Mets at this point can get rid of anybody. And you look, look, we know that just because you throw money at teams doesn't mean that they're going to be great. But to watch how bad they've been and just watch it continue to fall apart, yeah, nothing would surprise me anymore with this team. The Dolphins are already dealing with some injury issues. What's that mean for your trust level with them heading into the season? It's Bet MGM tonight.